Hey learners, Joe here. Just a quick aside before we start today's episode. Will's been having some rampant software issues trying to get some of the videos edited, so to reduce some of his work, I'm taking over the podcast edits. I know he's the prettier one, but I'll do what I can to live up to his precedent. Also, we have changed our upload schedule for YouTube to every Monday, with Fridays trading off between video and podcast. I hope to see you over there. So, without further ado, let's get started. Existence is one big learning journey, and we want you along for the ride. You are listening to the Learner's Permit Podcast, an amateur's guide to YouTube, bringing you behind the screen to show you all the creativity and calamity that comes with it. I'm Joe. I'm William. And I'm Molly. So this week, we did our first all-in-person recording session up where Will lives, and it was awesome. It was awesome and killed my legs. Oh yeah, I'm still exhausted. I have only had a couple hours of sleep for like the past few days, like each night, so I am also just dead. How are you alive right now? I don't mean a few hours in total. I mean, I normally have a pretty good sleep schedule at eight hours a night, which is pretty much what I need to function. I've been getting five to six every night. Yikes. Because I don't go to bed until two or three in the morning. I, on the other hand, have been sleeping a lot more, catching up on all the sleep I lost from last week and the about 22 hours-ish I was awake from Saturday into Sunday. Yeah. So I've just been sleeping a lot and feeling kind of crappy, but it was worth it because getting to see you was awesome and getting to hang out with you and Ben and Dan and Joe and all that was was pretty great. That was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. It was remember, fun. It wasn't just, because for the apple cider video, it was like four hours of you guys in the kitchen and me at my desk. This was three and a half hours of walking through the woods, purely standing, carrying around large bags just filled to the brim with gear, going from location to location. That was more Ben than us, though. It was more Ben than us. I also did have some heavy gear uh molly we made sure you didn't because you had to hold up your skirts because you were walking around in a wedding dress yeah thank you that thing was hot it was very it was very warm (laughs) yeah it was like 60 to 70 degrees in the woods in october the breeze was nice but we were all in formal wear and it got fairly (sighs) it was so pretty out though i i feel like i couldn't take a step in that woods without being like ah it's so pretty. We have that on video, by the way, of me just freaking out over nature. That's uh-huh. a super cut for the future. <laughs> I am still disappointed that nobody walked through the woods and saw what was going on and was like, oh, congratulations. Because <laughs> we uh, had you in a wedding dress and Will in a suit, basically. Mm-hmm. And you too, though you had a plague mask. I was in a, a waistcoat and a plague mask. Yeah. So. so if anything, they'd know that I was the one ordaining it. <laughs> Yeah, my makeup was kind of a little bit strange for that, but, you know, it's fine. I mean, if I was ordaining it, it's already clearly some sort of pagan ritual. Then there was just Ben in sunglasses, jeans, a t-shirt, and his uh, baseball cap. Yeah, standard wedding camera crew attire. Yeah, Yeah, Ben was amazing throughout that entire journey. I don't know if we would be able to have done all of that without him there helping us oh we 100 percent wouldn't have because we would have gotten through the uh, filming the intro and then we would have been done there would have been no photo shoot there would have been no attempt at shooting dead by daylight yeah without his 
help and just his energy and his, you know, I'm down for whatever attitude, there would not have been any of the past couple of videos. Yeah. There was at one point where we had an issue with the audio because it wasn't recording at the length away of where the tripod with the phone camera was and where we were. It just, we were all super quiet even with the lav. So Ben set up a makeshift boom mic with like two sticks, one like forked stick and another stick holding it up. Let's be real. They were twigs. They were twigs. Mm -hmm. It was so cute and I loved it. And I had this moment where it's like, I'm just so glad that I am here right now that I'm able to do this. Unfortunately, the the makeshift boom didn't work out quite as well as we'd hoped, but it was still awesome. It was a lovely experience to set up booms on twigs and set up tripods on tree stumps or on Ben's foot a couple times. And I feel like there were a lot of those moments where we all just kind of stood there and went, this is so much fun, or I'm so glad we're doing this, or how crazy is it that we're actually doing this? Which is the best part. And Ben, actually, I was worried about, and I'm still worried about, like, exhausting Ben's uh, energy or willingness to, like, do stuff with us. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like for us, he's doing us a huge favor. But I also want to make sure that he feels like he's part of the team and not just someone who's helping out because we ask him to. But he, um, he sent me a message. Basically, I won't tell the details, but basically it was saying he had a lot of fun and that he felt like he got to be himself around us. Which was awesome. So Ben, if you're listening, we love you. And you're amazing. 100%. Please don't hate us by the end of this journey. (laughs) (laughs) So what have we learned throughout this process of us filming a lot of stuff in person in multiple locations? Don't wear leggings under your slacks. It's just a bad idea. It gets hot. It was hot. It was really hot. Make sure that you have backup plans, I suppose, is one thing. Because things will probably take, especially if you're a newbie, much longer than you expect. That goes for filming, scripting, editing, whatever. Things are going to take longer than you thought. So if you have backup plans in place, there are ways to expedite a process. Expediate a process. No, expediate. It's definitely expediate. (laughs) Then that can really help you out. I've previewed a little bit of uh, a couple of the takes of the footage from the intro video oh, and no. I'm either blinking or swaying back and forth and I fucking hate myself because of it. <laughs> that's uh, why I don't go back and watch old footage yeah I, I unfortunately don't have that luxury so at least with the intro video almost everything is kind of straightforward because we went out of our way to film a lot of b-roll as we were walking through the woods deciding where we wanted to shoot And then we ended up picking three locations on the fly for, like, editing purposes, essentially, to make it kind of look cool in the final edit. And I'm so glad that we did, because if we did one take and I didn't like that take, I was going to be super self-conscious about it. But now I have a chance to at least try and edit in some of the things that maybe make things a little bit better. I feel very similarly because there were... Many, 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 many times during that shoot that I felt very self-conscious and I wasn't sure of what I was doing. And I, after I did something, I knew I hated it and I knew it had to be cut. So because we have so many takes of just that little piece of just that script, I feel so much more confident that we're actually going to have a decent intro. And for anyone watching this, you've probably already seen the intro because... We would have already posted that before we post this podcast, so future viewers, 
I hope you actually enjoyed it. I hope so too, because I have my work cut out for me. I am so like worried and stressed out, not only about the intro, but about the apple cider video and about Dead by Daylight, because we still have no idea how we're going to film and edit that, even though we have the logistics of what we're doing now down. Yeah, that's another section where we're just going to be flying by the seat of our pants. And if we come up with something in the moment, fantastic. And if we don't, we're just going to wing it and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's a lot of that with this channel and with any channel making and video content. That's kind of just something we are going to have to embrace as we're going about doing it. And oh, yeah. since we're all RPG players, we're all D&D fans, I feel like we have come equipped with some idea of how to embrace chaos. Being chaotic neutral, I fully stan embracing chaos. And me being lawful good, I feel like I... <laughs> <laughs> I embrace controlled chaos. Let's let's put it that. I embrace order that seems like chaos. Hence all of our personas for this channel. Oh yeah. We're still by the way, if y'all are wondering, if you've gotten this far with us and are still interested in our content, we have no idea what we're doing with these personas. Shh, we just sh thought that they were Don't let them know that. I mean, this is, like, stuff behind the scenes. I feel like it's okay to say we have no clue what we're doing. We're learning, like, every step of the way, like, stuff that we can do because of stuff that we have already done. But this is just kind of us diving into the deep end here. Actually, yeah, for future viewers of this, anyone who wants to... Let us know either via Instagram or maybe a comment on a YouTube video or through any of the various social media outlets that you can reach us by. Let us know that you just watched episode two of the Learner's Permit podcast and let us know whether or not it comes across that we have no semblance of what we're doing. That is actually a valid thing to ask, I feel like, because in a way that kind of leads to appearance versus reality and how well we're doing versus how well we think we're doing. And I actually, this, this is a good segue into this. I actually got some real life feedback from one of our Instagram followers today. Oh, really? I asked them, oh, cool. yeah. Let me just find the name real quick because... Shoutouts. Yeah, shoutouts, absolutely. And without feedback, we would be at a total loss of what to do. So Jaden Sparks, thank you so much for giving us this feedback and for your excitement for the channel. Jaden Sparks basically said that... I'm sorry, I don't know how you identify, so I'm just going to use they. They basically said that they'd been interested in our channel for a while, and I asked what about this interested them, and they said, you know, the mysterious art and the mysteriousness of the art from your Instagram. So they would like to see more art and photos and maybe a little bit more about us in the team. And I let them know our plans for the Inst Instagram as well in the near future. But what's great is that Jaden's feedback, it's consistent with our analytics for our Instagram. So that's going to mean a little bit of a pivot in strategy, which we talked about before. Mm -hmm. But it's good to know what we need to do more of to help intrigue people. So that's going to be more about us as people and as a team, even if it's not about our personas. But it also means more of a certain type of posting style, which I'm totally down for. Yeah, and I feel like that's the cool thing about that sort of constructive criticism is that they are pointing out the things in 
our brand that are already consistent with our brand that they enjoy. You mm-hmm. know, uh, they aren't really, they're not asking us to go a completely different direction with the channel, which I find very respectful because I was watching a YouTube video earlier today about a comment someone left on a YouTuber's channel saying that they don't like some of the content that this YouTuber was posting and that the YouTuber should just stick with one specific comment. When approaching creators, it's my experience that that sort of feedback isn't always helpful, telling them which direction they should go. The way Mm -hmm. this Instagram commenter, Jaden Sparks, puts it is leaning into aspects that we are already doing, pointing out the strengths of our current creative and business model and saying that these are the things that they like, which I think is a very good way of going about constructive feedback just for anyone who would like to contribute to some of the ideas on our channel. This actually brings up an interesting question slash fear that I have as well, and that is the content of our channel not quite matching what our Instagram has so far, because our channel, for stuff that we have planned, yes, it is very much inspired by Una's Honest, but I am worried that the mismatch of things like going from the intro straight into the cider video. I'm wondering if that would be too jarring, even despite the intro's kind of vibe, I guess, the the message that that primarily displays, that we basically do anything and everything, and that this whole thing is a test, in a way. I almost have a similar, well, not, I completely understand where you're coming from and I think a remedy for that is we might want to plan to have more videos featuring the personas. I feel like that is lore we need to build up more so we Mm -hmm. are featuring both the mortals and the quote-unquote immortals that are involved in the channel because with the video ideas that we have so far we're focused heavily on the adventure and trying anything and everything aspect. We have very few videos delving into the ideas of the personas, and I think that's something we could lean into because the personas are a pretty fun part of this channel. I agree. They're one of the things that makes it so unique is that as we've been thinking about our personas and building them up, they are very congruent with our own personality traits and our interactions with each other, which is honestly really fun for me. And I think we have this opportunity here to build up another part of this channel that I don't want to miss, honestly. Right, yeah. I've been looking at some of the uh, theories surrounding Una's Honest, and at first I thought it was just people kind of looking too deeply into things the way that people do with most of Mark's projects. And then I saw, and I mean, even despite the evidence and stuff that is there, because I did see MatPat's Game Theory video on it, I still think people are probably going a little bit too far. I I think it's interesting that we kind of already had this story-esque thing in mind before most of us even realized that a lot of the theory crafting behind Unisonis was pretty legitimate mm-hmm. because there's fucking hidden music notes inside of their videos and like a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't really pick up on having watched this entire channel for a year. But with us, like, the story is kind of very different. And I'm looking forward to, over time, hopefully, viewers 
kind of guessing at and helping inform in a way parts of what is going on with our personas because like i said earlier we have only a small semblance of an idea by the time you're seeing this we might have something else more developed that might be a bit of a departure from what we originally planned to do but i i'm just looking forward to the kind of that give and take feedback loop for this because for me that's also a super exciting part and just like will said the potential of what we could do with it and how it matches up with us as people absolutely it's an interesting journey because in my experience i have a decent amount of background creating various characters whether that's for writing or ttrpgs or whatever this medium of creating a character and telling a story is completely alien to me it is entirely new but that's part of the fun of it we are breaking new ground this is completely our own design and we can do with it whatever we want which is incredibly intimidating but yeah that's okay <laughs> and then there's the other side of the coin where it's like what if this doesn't go how we expect it to go or as quickly as we would like it to and i feel like since we're a new channel and everything there's gonna be a harder climb than we probably expect honestly but we've already yeah. climbed way more of the mountain than i ever expected us to with just the instagram that is true the instagram all things considered is doing great because our first post on instagram was two weeks ago almost and we're already up to 52 followers which is pretty good if i do say so myself i keep feeling like i could be doing more to help increase that i'm trying to kind of take my foot off the gas a little bit with that so i'm not spamming stuff every day um so there's more time for editing and stuff like that you also have to leave them wanting more yes that is true that is very true and with the recent photo shoot we could have content for weeks now because we took a lot of photos <laughs> i'm looking forward to editing those photos i have no idea what i want to do for them yet but i guess by the time you guys see this we'll you'll see joe you've been fairly quiet we've kind of been doing the talking for you well, thanks for throwing me out like that aside from i've already walked far more than i expected to during this i'm not sure what to add to what has been discussed so far so why don't you bring okay. up a topic on your own listen <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't have to, that's fine. That's not something I will ever be good at. Okay. I mean, we're, we're trying to give you the opportunity to talk as much as you want to. So, one of the experiences with the first woodland excursion mm -hmm. was, I know for me personally, and Molly, we discussed this previously, I felt so upstaged by Joe's acting because Joe is oh, yeah. a very good actor and I felt Thank so self-conscious. So, Joe... I would yes. like to know, what prep work did you do for filming the intro? That is a great question. <sighs> what prep work did I do? I spent a half hour finishing the mask that we didn't use. Oh no, <laughs> buddy. That was my prep work. And yet, every time we shot a take of the intro, you had your movements down for every line. I pretty yeah, I much mean... just winged it the first time and then refined it after that. Fair point. This is also coming from someone, you took theater for four years, correct? I took theater for three years. Three years, okay. The, the way my high school worked was, for your first two years, each semester you did a different art, and then for the last two years, you chose one of the four arts from before to continue for those two years. Okay, interesting. It was just very surprising because I was constantly a imagining for the intro all three of us just standing still not doing anything oh. my yeah my body apparently did not get the memo <laughs> 
But you being the only one to move, we were kind of like, oh, he's like really into this and he's really good at it. That's good for him. We can't do that. Although every time you moved into the side of my vision, like into my peripheral vision, I found it very difficult to keep a straight face because I just I noticed see this that. bird beak creeping into beak. my line of sight and then pulling back. And it was difficult not to laugh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Also, fun fact, I'm pretty sure it's from when I hung off the side of the tree in the third filming location. Mm-hmm. You, you remember that shot where I was frantically pleading with Ben to take the shot? <laughs> yes, you did that several <laughs> times, but yes. But, uh, especially that time. I have a long, huge bruise down the inside of my left arm from hanging onto that tree. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that Joe. is extremely painful if I touch. Oh, no. Do you have any articles? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've only taken Spanish, Latin, and English. What what language was that in? <laughs> Go get yourself some arnica gel. Seriously, it helps immensely. I'm still I still can't get over the fact that you convinced Ben to beat you with a stick. I did, cause Joe for wouldn't bone conditioning. Okay, for further context. Look on his face. I felt so bad. He was like, "This is so against my nature," <laughs> and you were like, "Hit me." <laughs> So there is this practice called kotikite, it means body conditioning, where you essentially hit the muscle of your body until it, there are a couple things that it does. It hardens the muscle so that it sort of makes your, uh, makes your muscles a form of armor. It gets you used to the shock of being hit and it increases bone density through microfractures and then the healing of said fractures. So, because of this, I have what I call my thwacking stick, which is a clear tube of semi-soft plastic that I use to condition my arms, stomach, legs, whatever. So, while they were over, I brought out the thwacking stick, because I talk about it a lot, and I asked Ben- I first asked Joe to hit me in the arm, and he wouldn't, so I gave it to Ben, and it was, um, it was a very interesting experience, because I told everyone what Kotikite does, and Ben's response was, hey, you know what else builds bone density? Drinking milk. I'm uh, like, that's mm-hmm. not the point, Ben. Gotta yeah. get that gamer milk. Yeah, I I still also can't get over the, the visual of you after Ben hit you in the arm with it. Just taking it back and just like hitting yourself in the stomach with it super hard. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Honestly, the stomach hit didn't even hurt. But I know. But the look on Ben's face. It hurt face, me, though. It hurt me. <laughs> I feel like most of that trip was just me trying to make Ben do the Ben face. Yeah, honestly, because, I mean, I don't know how well Ben knows you, but I feel like he definitely got to know you a lot better during this trip. He got to know Uh, you better than he would want to. Yep. (laughs) I I don't know if that's true, because Ben's pretty chill, but he also, I also know that Ben has, like, he will react to things one way and then process them internally in probably a totally different way Mm. that he will only really open up about later. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm just like giving you my diagnosis of his psychology and how his brain works based on what I know about him I guess because I feel like I'm much I'm very similar in a lot of ways and I know Will you are too Mm. so yeah I mean if we didn't scare him away with tofu cider and soy sauce shots I feel like he's he's gonna stay for a while honestly that's a fairly good method for um seeing if your significant other can put up with you um Nah, just kidding. The the thing is, for all of you listeners who don't know me personally, everyone who's ever met me in person knows I can be a lot 
to handle, which can be a, I want to say it can be a good asset when starting a channel, but honestly, poor Ben. I, I wouldn't say that though, because you make yourself sound like you're not a fantastic person when you are, and Lies. you have a lot of energy about you that brings a lot to the table, and even though you, I wouldn't necessarily say that you are a quiet person, but you have this sense about you that you just say things that aren't entirely expected, that's and fair. that's an asset, I feel like. Aww. Jerry is much the same way, just in an even deeper spiral of that. Well, thank you, Molly. I appreciate the kindness. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Also, something listeners should know about our friend group. We say I love you to each other a lot, but we also say I appreciate you, which means kind of the same thing, but is different mm -hmm. because we all feel like we each need to be appreciated more because we often hate each other's families a lot for various different reasons. And we all struggle with varying degrees of mental illness in some way. So that's a thing. Just to jump on a completely different topic, having played back a little bit of the intro footage with the close-ups because we did group shots and we did close-ups for each location that we went to which is good for the amount of takes that we do because it gives me options in editing one of the things that i noticed is that there is a noticeable quality difference between ben zooming the camera in on our faces and literally being like right in front of us filming right which is what i was worried about when we were doing it so i think from now on as much as possible we should do our best if we're not using like a DSLR or an actual camera, we should do our best to be as close as possible for sh for certain shots because the zoom in will degrade the image quality. Honestly, for that, an idea could be that every time there's a close-up, we could mess with the visuals. We could put sort of a filter on it because Molly, I'm thinking of the effects that... Zach Eubeck puts on when he does certain characters for Kolok. Oh, for Kolok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. I was actually... So, our friend Brendan, who as of yet is not quite involved in filming or anything podcasting-wise, but who is interested, saw the channel art and did say that it was very Kolok, which was a great compliment on my part. It's pretty cool. <laughs> because I didn't mean to make it look like that, but it did, which is great. We have a whole bunch of different influences. We have, like, Viking and Celtic stuff. We have Unus Honest. We have Kolok 1991. What else do we have? Joe, what are you most inspired by? Probably, like, a mix of Night Vale and lore. Oh, Night Vale, yes. Night Vale's a heavy one. Probably heavier on lore than Night Vale. What about you, Will? I think for me, the big influence is Kolok 1991 for the overall aspect of the channel, the sort of creepiness vibe and that sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. As far as the more, I suppose you could call it mortal content, I do feel very inspired by both Danny Gonzalez and obviously Markiplier. Mm -hmm. What about you, Molly? For me, I, I feel like I, I listed off most of what my influences were for this channel. Fair enough. And most of how I envision how we should go about filming these things is influenced by Mark and Unis Honest, but also a lot of the research that I've been trying to do regarding how to do certain things. It's been a lot of Peter McKinnon recently for filming stuff and a whole bunch of other YouTubers that I would highly recommend. But as far as the technical stuff and the creation of the channel, the two biggest influences for me are absolutely, again, Danny Gonzalez, but also...
also r slash shout out to r slash great youtuber go give him some love guys so does anyone have another topic that they want to touch on or should we do closing thoughts i actually do want to talk a little bit about the podcasting process so far because we haven't really talked a whole lot about that and it's a lot simpler actually than i at first thought it would be but it has a whole lot of other elements to it that really surprised me but when you think about it, it actually makes sense i think making a podcast i do think surprising is a good word for it because the actual creation in my opinion has been much easier and much more fun than i thought it was going to be especially because i feel like for me editing a video is fairly stressful but i'm the one who's been editing the podcasts and editing the podcast is when it's just audio it's so much fun it's fairly easy once you learn the software and because i'm using audacity it's pretty great i'm getting fairly high quality products with the work that i've putting in and it's uh really great yeah i have said this to you before but i'll repeat it again <laughs> watching you progress and learn how to create a podcast and edit audio and just watching you glow over what you've been able to do has I've, i'm just so proud of you Aww. for that it's been so satisfying to watch for me because I haven't really edited a podcast before but I've gotten to watch you learn new stuff just editing wise in general that you had no idea how to do and now you do and that's awesome one of the most surprising things to me podcast wise when we first started to go into this was I had no idea that there were actually industry standards for how podcast audio should sound it's quieter than you might expect I believe it's like negative 12 to negative 16 decibels is industry standard though I'm not entirely sure on that and when you make a podcast and you want to set it up for the first time and have it on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you don't actually upload it to those sources you have right. to have a hosting site that then will produce an RSS feed for your podcast that you then share with those services and those services have like different categories you can add your podcast to and they have different requirements for stuff like you have to have different types of podcast art and all that happy stuff and we haven't at the time of this recording been able to post anything quite yet because we're still Will is still working on episode one but it's incredibly exciting and it's just a lot easier than video content in a lot of ways because all you have to deal with is the audio and I am having I'm experiencing a growing fondness for podcasting and podcast creation and what it takes to actually be successful because I'm sorry I'm going on more and more of a rant again because <laughs> my my brain is just coming up with more things to talk about but according to some of the research that I saw via Buzzsprout because the Buzzsprout YouTube channel has been awesome oh for sure in disseminating information there's like millions upon millions of youtube channels but there's i believe they said less than a million podcasts that's crazy yeah the opportunity present in the podcasting space is massive i feel like and i'm super glad that we're dipping into this as well as doing youtube because it's just such a different experience right and a couple things i want to touch on with that first of all thank you so much for all the compliments and the kind words yeah you're welcome for reference for everyone who is maybe thinking about starting any sort of production channel, I suppose, whether that be a YouTube or a podcast or a creation base. People like Molly and people like Joe are who you want to surround yourselves with, people who appreciate you and love you. Joe, can you hear us? <laughs> he can't hear us. 
This is like phasmophobia all over again. Oh no. Joe. I kick him and try and get him back in. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Bye, Joe. Will he even notice that he got kicked? Hopefully. I hope so. I forget what I was going to say. Hi. Hi. You didn't hear anything we said, did we? Did you? No. Molly kicked you. I, I, I just kicked you to try and uh, try and fix it because we heard you lamenting Discord's <laughs> forsakening of you. Oh, you could actually hear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> Did you hear me earlier times when it had disconnected and I said, oh no, I can't hear anything, but I know if they can hear me, then they'll type out as such in the chat. Nope. Nope. So Will, what were you going to say? Yes. The biggest surprise for me in podcasting has been everything in the publishing end of things because I've been getting into the production, the actual editing and learning the little tricks to make everyone sound really, really good and edit all of the words like ums and ands and repetitive words and stuttering, which I've actually gotten very good at and I can take some of the most janky dialogue from myself, we'll just say, so I don't throw anyone under the bus. And me too. I have half second ums. Yes. I have learned that Molly's ums take 0.5 seconds. I can also recognize the sound waves of oof, one of Molly's ums, one of Joe's ums, and one of my ums, which makes this section of the audio, it's going to be interesting to edit because I've said um in a way that needs to stay in the podcast. So that's going to be fun. Things that I didn't know about the publication of a podcast are I pretty much thought it was very similar to YouTube. You finish a product, you post it. Bada bing, bada boom, you're done. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So that's why on my end, I feel like the reason why I've been so outspoken with what I've been learning in the podcast realm is because the podcast is where I have been flourishing because I am a very self-conscious little bean and being on video, I am very camera shy. Recording my voice and hearing my voice back in a recording is hell on earth for me, but- I mean, hearing my voice in a recording as well is just awful. Oh yeah, it's awful for everyone because you don't have the inner reverberation of hearing your voice inside your skull. Exactly. Yeah. For me, I'm not as self-conscious about the sound of my voice because I've been told before by other people that I have a nice voice or a calming voice. I'm more self-conscious about how much I talk, which is why I try and always give other people a platform, especially you, Joe, in terms of this podcast, to speak Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm taking up way too much time by talking way too much, trying to like tamp down on that. I just can't come up with things to talk about. And I think that's why, honestly, this trio is an awesome trifecta especially for a podcast because molly you have all these wonderful ideas and these thoughts that you want to get out to people and you're not self-conscious about your voice which means you can actually listen back to this kind of stuff joe needs a platform to jump off of a sort of jumping off point i suppose so he needs let me know if i'm wrong joe i feel like it's beneficial for you to have a conversation going and you commenting on the conversation and i will also say because of what you just said hey kids at home don't jump off of platforms (laughs) very true and for me i feel like i go off on tangents sometimes or say things that just don't really need to be said or take way too long saying anything so hi hello joe hi oh man that's staying in. I don't care. What was I saying? Uh, you feel like you say things that don't need to be said. Right. 
So, I don't like talking too much in the podcast because, for one, I am editing this. So, every minute that Joe and Molly are talking is a minute where I get to hear Joel and Molly's thoughts and I don't have to listen to my own voice, which is always a blessing. So, Molly, you talking is honestly a great thing for this podcast because Joe is best when dialogue is presented. I also need figurative jumping off Thank points you. and molly you are there to provide what joe and i need to make this podcast electrolytes work. so don't be self-conscious it's what plants crave don't be self-conscious about talking too much because you don't talk too much you talk enough for this podcast to be effective and it's not just silence for 50 cool. minutes i'm glad that you feel that way i'm just worried about listeners feeling the way i feel i guess but that's the me thing. I mean, you have a nice and calming and relaxing voice, so... Thank you. That's really the greatest asset to having a channel or a podcast is having a good voice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I like you guys' voices, too, so shushies. <laughs> well, thank you. I can't agree, but I don't think anyone can really say that they think their voice is nice. Most people I know don't feel that way about their own voices. <laughs> when I talk like this, my voice is just fine. If any of you out there think that your recorded voice isn't really that great, don't worry, you're not alone. It is a biological thing, so you're normal. So, it's coming up on the end of an hour. Shall we stretch into closing thoughts? Yes. Joe, you did the intro. Do you want to go first with the closing thought? Closing thought. I'm looking forward to the next in-person recording session. I am not looking forward to doing that walk in about 15 to 20 pounds of armor. <laughs> Yeah. Did we, did we mention that we have to go back in November to finish up what we didn't finish this weekend? Yeah, we, we have to go back and, I mean, it'll be colder, which will be amazing for me. But I still am going to have to walk so much in that. Luckily, I do have a fitness tracker watch coming in in a couple of days. So maybe I'll be able to wear that under the armor and get some points in on a game that I got that gives me points for that. Oh, of course. Of course, that's why you got it. Because we recently figured out or found out that you have about 100 gigs worth of mobile games on your phone. Oh, right? I can no longer hear them. Oh my that's god. That's so sad. God damn it. That's so very, very sad because she was just talking to me, but I can't hear her anymore. And I'm Hi. So you have about 100 gigs of mobile games on your phone, correct? I have like 70 or 80 gigs. That's too many gigs. Phone. That is, that's, listen. That's also the reason why we, bo both of our phones were out of commission for the Carbs of Consequences video, which is why there's only one camera angle for that video. I have been doing a bit of a purge of them, but my bigger issue really is that I probably go through about six gigs of data per month. <laughs> I have an unlimited data plan, but a week in it starts being throttled. That's a yikes from me. But I still get it cheap because it's grandfathered in for when Singular was around. Sweet. Will, closing what are your closing thoughts? thoughts? Closing thoughts for me are we have two weeks until the next Woodsy filming, mm -hmm. which means you guys have time to train yourselves up a bit if you would like to take that time. <laughs> I'm, I would like to because I would like to level up in this game. <laughs> 
and this this game is revolutionary in terms of the games that are supposed to help you exercise to me at least because it has the accountability aspect it has what it has accountability in it in that you have to put oh, in no. we can no longer hear him what oh a travesty. no what a travesty they can't hear me why would discord forsake if he could hear us he would surely put in chat if he could <laughs> This is going to be the title of this episode, Why Would Discord Forsake Us? <laughs> oh, I, I can, can hear you. Hear now, like, time to disconnect and now reconnect. Now both of you have to Hello. disconnect. Hello. Can you hear me now? <laughs> you have to disconnect. Why don't you disconnect, Joe? Can you hear me now? Yes. We can hear you. So the app has accountability in that you have to put in proof of exercise via a screenshot from your fitness tracker app. Cool. And it is peer-reviewed by other users of the app. That's well cool. Mm -hmm. I can give you one of the codes. I would be interested in that. Let me know how that goes. Mm -hmm. So closing thoughts for me. I'm tired and worried, as I'm tired per and usual. Worried. I'm Joe. And I have a lot to do editing so wish me luck i just got an additional hour of content to edit i understand i i don't know if we have like a satisfactory ending but it's fine i uh, mean hey that's how it goes we did it last it's all time. about innovation it's all about learning that's what this podcast is for i'm gonna mm -hmm. take your line from you we'll be in touch this has been the learner's permit podcast available wherever fine podcasts are appreciated Learner's Permit is the companion podcast to The Factotum Project, which can be found on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram under The Factotum Project. Thanks for listening, and we'll be in touch.